This podcast is brought to you by Gun Owners of America, the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington. You're listening to Pennsylvania Reloaded with your host, Dr. Val Finnell. Welcome to Episode 9 of Pennsylvania Reloaded, your best information source on what's happening in the Pennsylvania General Assembly and across the Commonwealth. My name is Dr. Val Finnell, your Pennsylvania Director for Gun Owners of America. Thanks for listening. And please, don't forget to share this podcast with your pro-gun family and friends. For this week's episode, I'll be bringing on Jordan Vinro, the owner of JSD Supply. As you may have heard, JSD Supply is the vendor that is at the center of the controversy over the Polymer 80 kit sales at a Pennsylvania gun show. JSD is a Pennsylvania-based business that is garnering national attention due to the recent decision by Eagle Arms, the show promoter, to ban the sale of the P80 kits. The reason cited for the ban is that several prohibited persons were caught trying to resell assembled firearms in Philadelphia. In response, the internet gun rights community exploded with intrigue surrounding the ban. Stories were featured in Ammoland, The Truth About Guns, and Bearing Arms. Nationally renowned YouTubers like Jared Yanis of Guns and Gadgets and Hank Strange have also done shows on this. Gun Owners of America even issued an alert to our members and supporters to stop several bills in the Pennsylvania legislature that would ban the kits and other unfinished receivers. You can find the link to that alert in the show notes, and if you haven't done so, please follow it to take action. But by the end of the week, Eagle Arms and JSD reached an agreement to allow the sale of the P-80 kits to return under new terms. We've got lots to talk about, so without any further fanfare, I want to welcome Jordan Vinro of JSD Supply to the show. Welcome to Pennsylvania Reloaded, Jordan. Hey, Jordan, welcome to the show. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us this evening uh, uh, for this episode of Pennsylvania Reloaded. So, I mean... Many of our listeners may not know who you are. Um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what your business, GSD Supply, is all about, how sure. you got started, what kind of products you sell, those kind of things. Sure thing. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Val. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, so JSD Supply, uh, it's, it's our gun parts retail business. Um, we sell all kinds of different parts. Uh, we sell unfinished receivers, precursor receivers, uh, 80% receivers is more commonly known. Uh, so slides, barrels, um, sometimes we get into some AR-15 parts. They're a little few and far between right now, so we, we haven't had those for a little bit. But uh, 1911s, block style, uh, SIG style parts. Um, we have a new one coming out that's going to be um, a SIG Sauer P365 uh, 80% or uh, precursor receiver that should be launching very soon here next two months, maybe. Um, okay. yeah, so, so basically we got started, uh, I needed a, a kind of a side, side gig, uh, while I worked my regular full-time job and started just doing some research and I, you know, I really like guns. Uh, so I, I just started going down that path and didn't have a lot of money and just kind mm-hmm. of stumbled into the, the precursor receiver side of things and, and just started researching that and uh, mm-hmm. just slowly got into that, started on my living room couch basically and uh, you know mm-hmm. made it through my garage and my basement and you know about almost eight years later 
you know, here we are, we've got a you know, warehouse and I think it's, I think we have 12 employees or somewhere in that ballpark, uh, you know, shipping and receiving and customer service. And, mm-hmm. uh, so it kind of made a, kind of made a little business out of just, you know, what was essentially a hobby and, and just a side, side thing to help pay some bills. So, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and so sounds like a self-made business, you know, you, you, um, started it from scratch and, and built it up into, into a successful business. So as far as selling like the P80 kits, uh, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, are you a large retailer of P80 kits? I mean, where, where are you kind of rank in terms of, uh, sales on those kits nationwide? Yeah. Um, so we're, we're probably at any given point, uh, like top five, um, okay. for Polymer 80, as far as retailers go. Um, and then we have our own, uh, Sig Sauer P320, uh, precursor receiver. So adding that to the, the Polymer 80 side of things, we are, we're the nation's largest retailer, I guess you could say of, of at least pistols. Anyway, we don't do a lot of AR-15s, but yeah, so we're, we're right up there with, with some of the big names, Brownells and Midway. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. It, wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into what happened over the last week. I mean, um, this kind of caught everybody off guard. Um, when did you first hear about an issue with, with selling the P80 kits, like with, uh, you know, for them being like repurposed and, and uh, you know, built and repurposed and sold on yeah. the black market and filled up. When, when did that, when did you first hear about that? Um, so the first that, that we, that we were asked to kind of adjust what we were doing was, was probably a few weeks, maybe a week before uh, Josh Shapiro's kind of press conference there. Um, we were asked to not sell uh, the 80% frames there for, for a show or two um, until everybody could kind of get a handle on the severity of, of what I guess potentially was could happen or, or happened or, or whatever you want to say. So, mm-hmm. um, so maybe like a week before, and it was just kind of a, just an agreement between us and the promoter and, uh, not, nothing, nothing crazy. It wasn't, Hey, you absolutely can't do this and we're never having you back or do this or we won't let you. It was, it was, you know, everything's been very friendly with, with the promoter. We're, mm-hmm. we're buddies and, uh, you know, we've been with them for, nearly the entire time we've been in business, we started at gun shows. That's how we started our, our entire company. We like retail sales and, and, you know, customer facing, uh, sales. So yeah, so maybe, maybe about a week, I would guess, uh, my mind's kind of, <laughs> kind of right. this last week here, of all this action. So, uh, yeah, probably, probably a week before the, the press conference, maybe two. And, and, and this was just the, the promoter, uh, talking to you. Yeah. This very casual. Uh... Yeah. Very, very mm-hmm. casual conversation. Yep. So the, the attorney general did not talk to you. No, he's, uh, so they've had, you know, they're the gun task force. I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with them. They're uh, as far mm-hmm. as I know, they're, they're part of the AG's office. Um, and they're created to basically, uh, you know, watch for straw purchases and kind of, kind of, I, I don't want to say like an ATF for the, for the state, but, Maybe sort of, I guess, is an easy description for people that uh, maybe aren't familiar with them. So I've talked Mm to them, um, you know, casually at the shows, and uh, typically they're they're a help to us. Um, Mm -hmm. So you know, everything's been fine with with those individual 
agents, I guess. I, I don't know what their titles are, but uh, as far yeah. as the agents go, we, we've had, uh, you know, casual uh, dealings, I guess, uh, conversation and that's that sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, so, but the attorney general or somebody on the AG staff, did they ever approach you and ask you not to stop or ask you to stop selling the P80 kits? No, um, there was an, there was a conversation about a particular individual and we asked for guidance from them. Um, if they were a prohibited person, uh, if they could uh, alert us to that, so that way we wouldn't go down this path that basically they're, they're, they're putting out in the news, I guess. Um, we, we don't want to do that. That's, that's not what we're about. If you've watched any of my interviews re recently or any of our, you know, press release statements that there's, we, we have no desire at all to arm bad people or, or violent individuals, uh, or groups of people. That's absolutely not our intent. Um, so, so we, we asked for, for some guidance there, um, didn't, didn't receive a response. So that was, that was a little, uh, disheartening for us. We don't want to be put in that position. Um, the guys that go to the gun shows don't want to be put into that position. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we left it. I, I guess you could say with, with that particular person. So, so, so you asked for guidance from right. the attorney general's office and they, and you're saying, if I understand you correctly, is that you never received the guidance from the, the AG. Right. Yeah. We didn't get a, we didn't get a, yes, this person's a prohibited person or any, any, I, I don't, I'd have to look, but I don't, I don't believe we received a response period, um, in that particular situation. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, some, some things have been said over the past week or so, and I've not mentioned that detail whether I just, you know, slip my mind or whatever, but we, we've, we've asked for that guidance and not received it. Uh, now, whether there's a reason they didn't give it to us, maybe they're investigating and they don't want a guy, you know, a regular guy, cause we're just regular guys. Maybe they don't want us to be tipped off and maybe mm -hmm. they're working a different angle, which we understand it's law enforcement and they have their way right. of, of doing things. But, um, I would prefer that if we ask a question like that, that we could get guidance on it. Uh, or mm -hmm. if, if this individual were to contact us, what, what should we do then? Um, is the individual a danger to us? We don't want to be put in that position. Um, if, if somebody is an actual danger to, to society, we don't want to be in front of, to be in front of them, uh, <laughs> you know, within arm's reach of them, right. uh, let alone selling them anything. We don't want to sell, sell anything to, to a person like that. So, right. uh, yeah. So we would like, you know, some assistance there, but I, again, understand if that's, you know, law enforcement doing their, their deal maybe. Yeah, and did did anyone ever ask you? I mean, here's something that just came up recently. Uh, you know, it was in the in the John Crump interviews with uh, with Eamon Brown. Uh, evidently, um, Eamon Brown had asked um, for the the show to uh, collect IDs and you know and shred them later uh, in order to deter, deter criminals from coming into the gun show. Did anyone ever ask you to do that um, early on in the process? No. So I, so I, I think I know what you're referring to when, when Eamon said that, I think he was just kind of thinking out loud. I don't know mm -hmm. that he brought that up in the meeting. I, I wasn't there. I've not been in any meeting with, 
with Amen okay. or any any of the people involved, really. Um, okay. So that too, like I, I, I don't know that I want to want to be uh, necessarily, I guess, but I've not been asked to, and and if we're going to be brought into it, uh, into the conversation publicly, I, I wouldn't mind at least hearing the thoughts that are going on behind closed doors because it, it affects us right. um, just the same as, as the promoter or, or even the customers or you know, right. the other vendors. So, yeah. So let me get this. So let me get this straight. So the, these, these conversations were happening, but nobody included you in the discussion right. regarding the possible solutions. Am I that's, correct? That's, in asking? That, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Right. And, you know, so we're hearing things like all people need to come to the table and come up with a solution, yet you're the vendor and yeah. you're not at the table. Right. And, and I feel like I could add insight to what's going on, maybe, or maybe clarify some of the assumptions that have been made um, and and just different details that, that we would know because we're you know, intimately involved in, in the situation. So yeah, that, that's a little frustrating as well, that there's decisions that, uh, will ultimately get made without, uh, my input or anybody from out, you know, outside of that, that circle of, of whomever was there. Uh, so, so, so the solution, the only solution that was pre presented to you that you discussed with the promoter was just, was stopping the sales of the P80 kits. Yeah, so we we kind of we kind of came up with that together because it was kind okay. of a, a flying you know kind of quickly the show's coming up. I, I want to say maybe the I don't, I don't know if it was the day before the show happened or whatever. But I you know look I don't I don't want the promoter to be in a situation um, right. as much as I don't want to be either. He, he's a gun guy. Obviously, he he promotes these these gun shows, and so mm -hmm. if he's feeling a certain kind of way or or if there's a feeling we should have. Uh, about what's going on, then I don't want to um, put him in a, in a precarious situation either. So just a right. quick a quick decision was made um, by mm -hmm. both of us that that's what we're going to do and, and we'll support his decision and our, our decision together. So that's, that's what we did. Um, and okay. then so, yeah, so recently we talked again um, and we, we came up together that there would be like a terms and conditions page that the customer would sign saying you know, I'm not a felon or I agree to these certain, certain details. Um, and so just with, with more of the, of the press and, and things that are going on. So there's not going to be any, uh, receivers sold, uh, this weekend, this will be our first weekend back, uh, to the gun show circuit. So mm -hmm. this weekend there'll be no on site, uh, you know, precursor receiver, sales. We can sell the rest of our parts and, and I respect it. Uh, there's, there's things going on, I guess that, need clarification and, and that sort of thing. So that's, mm -hmm. that's what we'll be doing this weekend. Right. So, so, um, so you have, so you're going to be selling them again. Uh, so, it, but, and that was kind of one of my questions I wanted to ask is what has changed? So it's not going to be, you're not, not uh, you're going to offer the kits for sale again. And what's yeah, but, changed is you're going to fill out the, the, the buyer's going to fill out a form, correct? What, and what, what will that form say? Well, actually, no. There, there's not going to be any this weekend. No, no, I didn't say no, that. So no. I know, I know there, I know there isn't one this weekend. Okay. But when, when the, when the sale, when you do start selling oh. them again, I guess okay, the gotcha. future sales after this weekend, 
there's going to be um, there's going to be a, a form that they fill out, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Sorry. Right. Yep, so, yep. no, that's okay. And so, uh, what what's on that form? What does it entail? Uh, I, I'd have to you know pull it back up and take a look at it. It's just basic stuff. If you go on the polymer80.com, it, it's okay. basically what they have. Um, so like I'm, I, I agree that I'm not a felon. I agree that I'm not suicidal. You know, I'm paraphrasing. I, I agree that I'm not uh, taking these to New Jersey, Washington, D.C., maybe a few okay. other locales. Um, uh, you know, I'm not buying these to uh, turn into a firearm and then to sell without the proper licensing and, and uh, you know, that those details. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm legal to do to make this purchase basically is mm-hmm. what is what they're agreeing to. Okay. And so that's the that's the new agreement that you reached with the show promoter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, now, in all of this behind all the scenes here, the villain, in my opinion, it's not Joel Culler. No, it's it's not you. Okay, right. It's Josh Shapiro. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I see him orchestrating things behind the scenes to, to, um, to make the case mm-hmm. that P80 kits or any unfinished receiver. Remember, this is the attorney general who wrote the opinion that 80% lowers our firearms. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And that was struck the, well, that, you know, judge Brobson issued an opinion that, uh, an injunction against that. I realize it's still in court, but right. I mean, just a crazy opinion, uh, an edict. Yes. It, it reminds me of edict from a king, right? <laughs> a, a, right. An absolute monarch. <laughs> I will declare that this thing is a firearm. Yeah. Right? Right. And so, you know, I see him behind the scenes pulling strings mm-hmm. with all of this. Okay. Mm-hmm. And something concerned me in this press conference that he had. You know, I listened to things, and mm-hmm. as you know, GOA put an alert out about. Uh, quote unquote ghost guns and you know asking our members and supporters to uh, contact their representatives to you know vote against and not support SB 413 SB 414 and the equivalent house bills right but this this is something that was said by Shapiro that concerns me and I'm going to quote it it says uh, this is like in his press conference it's this quote responsible gun owners know this Responsible gun show promoters know this, and these folks want to take ghost guns off our streets. And so we met with them, and we worked with them. We came up with a solution that's going to save lives. And then his Facebook post said, quote, This is a common sense step supported by responsible gun owners, gun owners whom we worked with to get this done. Mm-hmm. Now, that, that's interesting. So who do you believe the AG was referring to with that statement? Who are, who are these gun owners that he was working with? Yeah. Um, he, he's, they didn't call us. That, no one yeah. called GOA. Yeah, <laughs> I can yeah. tell you that right, right for 100% certain. You know, for yeah. all, the, all the questions about, oh, we're going to reach out to the gun community from all over the place. No one ever bothered to contact us. Right. Yeah. Nobody contacted me either or, or any, mm-hmm. you know, or any of my other customers, as far as I know, no, none of my customers have said, Hey, by the way, I got this phone call. I just wanted to let you know. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know who, who they contacted. I do know that, that, uh, they, they like to twist and bend things around to fit the narrative. So I, I will say that, that, that I don't know that, uh, a lot of the details of the conversation that, that have, come out to the public were supposed to be out there uh, as far as the other other folks maybe that were involved so I, I don't know it, it's 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's it it would just be a, a guess that I don't want to uh, right. put out there. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, and and it did yeah. did Representative Brown ever talk to you? No, uh, no, Mm-mm. no. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, have you heard anything? That was the Attorney General's office involved in the negotiations uh, with Eagle Arms? Did did have you heard anything about that? So I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you for certainty. I know that, that agents, now I don't know if the office, I, I don't know where the line is drawn, if there is a line drawn, but I know that you know these uh, gun task force agents are at the shows. And so I'm mm-hmm. sure there's been conversation with the promoter just in the everyday you know, right. dealings of the show. So I, 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 I can't give you a, a good answer. I, I don't know who was there, what was said. I wasn't part of it. I wasn't made part of it. Um, so I, I don't. I don't know what was said or what was supposed to kind of be like an off-the-record conversation, on-the-record conversation. But whatever it was, most of it has been put into the spotlight. Um, you know, in press mm-hmm. conferences and and you know the things you mentioned there. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you see Representative Brown fitting in this picture? He called me on mm-hmm. Sunday night. We had a very long conversation. Mm-hmm. I also uh, met with him in his office yesterday at the Capitol. And of course, then John Crump, um, mm-hmm. I thought it would be very important for John Crump to interview him. So I put him in touch with John and very long conversation. And, you know, Representative Brown's comments to me basically said he, he wanted to keep this quiet. He wanted to have this behind the scenes mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he didn't and he, he kind of portrayed it that the attorney general then blew in. He didn't know any, anything about it. And then he had this press conference and he didn't even want to be there for the press conference. Mm-hmm. And it was all grandstanding by the AG. Mm-hmm. Are you buying that? Uh, so I listened to, to most, if not all of the, the John Crump interview with him. I believe it was yesterday he posted it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say I do. I, I think. Mr. Brown is, is, is new um, to politics, it sounds like. He seems like a young guy, and I think he just got elected to his first uh, term here. So I, I don't think that he knows – he doesn't know what he doesn't know, I, I think maybe is, is a way I want to describe it. So uh, he's, new to, he's new to the gun conversation, um, and, and mm-hmm. he had mentioned that as well, that, that some of the terminology, which I don't expect – uh, non-gun people to, to necessarily pick up on like, uh, like 2A. You know, he wasn't sure what that was. You know, it's the Second Amendment. We right. say 2A a lot. You know, it's kind of like industry jargon or, or whatever. So I could I could see that he didn't think that it was going to be brought to light. Um, I hope it's a learning experience that, you know, in future conversations, negotiations, whatever, that, that he remembers how, how this went. Um I hope yeah, that yeah. that he lands on our side of of the you know on the people's side of of the spectrum here you know as far as our, our Second Amendment rights go and and Pennsylvanians' rights and and what our state constitution has to say about it I, I hope that he he falls in line with with that um, right yeah. and and in in our conversation you know he he mentioned the motivation was you know we're we're trying to head off Senator Hughes' bill. To you know, to ban three D pr- uh, printed guns or mm-hmm. ghost guns. There's another one. There's two bills. Right. So four thirteen and four fourteen, is and uh, you know we were trying to s- solve it quietly behind the scenes so it wouldn't become an issue so that those that would give um, you know 
the ability for those bills to be passed mm-hmm. and get out of committee and you know and 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 get onto the floor, all those things. And I we had a conversation about that. And in my conversation with Representative Brown, I explained a couple of things to him. I said, "What?" I, first of all, I asked him a question. I said, "What happened immediately after the AG's announcement?" Mm-hmm. And so we talked about that, and and he kind of nodded his head, you know on the phone, I could hear him nodding his head yeah. and agreeing. You know, I says, yeah, it's, they jumped on the bandwagon, right? Mm-hmm. I said, so, so the AG made this announcement that a, a gun show is stopping uh, the sales of P80 kits. And mm-hmm. then what happened next? Josh Shapiro calls for all gun shows across right. Pennsylvania just to stop uh, uh, selling P80 kits. And, get, and, then, and then ceasefire PA right. said, what are the next steps that we can take here? And then, um, right, and then of course, it, and then again, you're right. He doesn't know about all the players, and he said, "There's some moms group out there." Right. <laughs> I'm like, right. yeah, I said, yeah, yeah, that's right. This moms group is yes. called Moms Demand Action, you know, and they're a and they're an anti-gun group, and now they've jumped on the bandwagon. Right. So, I, and, and I explained to him that this this idea of preemptive surrender, right, that we're going to give something up in order to gain something, mm-hmm. is a loser every time every time okay every time okay because the other side isn't giving up a damn thing right okay it's only us giving up something right from the start right and then they pick up on that and they latch on they latch on to this news that there's a pro-gun organization out there that Mm -hmm. believes there's a problem Mm -hmm. and that becomes that becomes the impetus mm-hmm. to move SB 413 and 414. Look, there's a pro-gun group right. that says there's a problem with it. Look, there's a gun show. Pro- I'm not blaming Joel. Joel's mm-hmm. put under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Joel's been very good to us at GOA. Yeah, we have, we have, uh, we have tables, uh, free tables. He gives us free tables that shows you and I table not too far from each other at shows. We see each other mm-hmm. there, or at least I see your employees there. Yeah, yeah. You know, right? And and it's it's like it's I'm not blaming him. I mean, right. he's he's a, he's a businessman. You're a businessman. Yeah. But but behind the scenes, we have Josh Shapiro and these anti-gun groups. And when they when they it's I I love to send out this document, and we we send it in medical school. It's kind of a joke. How to swim with sharks? It's just yeah. like this journal article about how to successfully swim with sharks. And one of the rules is. Do not bleed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to successfully swim with sharks, you don't bleed. Step one. So, yep. so, right. It's like, yeah, it's like one of the initial steps, right? Yeah. So, it, so you're, you're, we're in the water. There's swimmers. So the first step is all, all unidentified swimmers are sharks until proven otherwise. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> the second is don't bleed. And there's blood in the water when, when there's this kind of preemptive su- surrender. Mm-hmm. The sharks come out and they attack. Right. Okay, and it's a feeding frenzy, and mm-hmm. and so the only way you can stop this is first of all, you don't give up your rights. You 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 basically say we don't compromise on, right. on that, and you know, and, uh, and 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 we certainly don't want to make statements that will enable, um, you know, anti-gun groups to make their arguments better in, in front of the legislature. Right. So, in response to that. As, and, you know, you've released a press release. I, we've seen it. We're greatly appreciative of what you said about GOA. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we sent, we sent an alert out almost immediately afterwards, a couple of days afterwards, right into the legislature saying, we don't accept, you know, reject these bills. Four, right. thir- SB 413, 414, the House equivalents, and the whole story. D- you know, Philadelphia criminals do not determine what my rights are. Correct. 
Okay. Yes. So I mean, so this this is the this is the problem that I see. And, and um, would you agree with that? Would you agree that th this type of preemptive surrender has led to a steady erosion of our rights? A hundred percent. And and to further that, um, uh, an awful lot of gun control has has been focused and targeted towards minority groups, um, and and mm -hmm. and uh, poor. Uh, you know, the I don't know what else to call. You know, low-income folks or or whatever. Um, you know, the NFA with a two hundred dollar tax stamp. That poor people of the time. You know, the tax hasn't gone up. It's two hundred dollars back then. It's two hundred dollars today. So today it's mm -hmm. eh, it's two hundred bucks. It's not a huge deal. But back then it was a huge deal. Only rich guys could could own NFA devices. Um, right. So you know, and, and they get rid of. Um, you know, they've attacked inexpensive uh, firearm manufacturers in the past as well. Uh, so so. I don't believe that uh, personal defense, um, you know, you know that, that that personal defense should be expensive or you know should be out of reach for anybody. So, you know, it, it's it seems to be targeting that that area. I, I live in the middle of, of nowhere. I live in the woods in you know Butler County. Um, mm -hmm. no, nobody's targeting our, our gun rights here. Uh, it's it's inner city. It's it's Pittsburgh. It's Harrisburg. It's it's Philadelphia. Um, there, there's crime there. We need to focus on crime. We don't need to focus on uh, what tool or instrument uh, that, that they're using for that crime. There, there's crime there. Um, there's, there's drugs there. However you feel about drugs you know, is, is a different conversation, but the fact of the matter is they're illegal already. Uh, so so there, there's crime. Where there's drugs, there's crime. Um, but, right. And by definition, criminals don't obey the law. And remember the 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 whole debate around Saturday night specials. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it was the same thing. There's cheap firearms, and it's these cheap firearms that are falling into the hands of criminals, and right. blah blah blah. Right? It's the same type of argument. Right. Now it's now it's shifted to quote unquote. Sorry, I need a I need a sound effect for the ghosts yeah. in here. You know, yeah. it's right. the it's the it's the it's the ghost guns that. Um, you, you know, that are that are the issue or the problem and because they can be made into a firearm. Right. And it's like, you know, so if you study the National Firearms Act, you know that it covers destructive devices. And a lot of people don't know this, right. but Molotov cocktails are a destructive device. Mm -hmm. And you can, uh, every one of us in our homes ha has all the ingredients, more than likely, to make a Molotov cocktail. Right. All right. So, um, and if you assemble those ingredients and you made in your kitchen sink and you made a Molotov cocktail, you are now in possession of an NFA item, a destructive device, right. which you could possess if you file ATF form one and pay the $200 fee for each one you make. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So it's like, you know, so we're all in constructive possession of an NFA destructive device. Yeah. Right, so are we going to ban NFA. gasoline? Are we going to ban beer bottles from people's right. homes? Are we going to yeah. ban handkerchiefs? Yep. I mean, caps you know, to the bottle. Yeah. Right, caps to the bottle. You name it. Right, all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and and the same thing happened with a street sweeper. Oh my gosh. The right. Street sweeper shot. Right. That sounds terrible. Yeah. It sounds scary. Yeah. Right. We could, we could scary name or something. <laughs> and um, and, and it's it's this idea. Of, well, you know, um, you could just. If you own any part, if you have any part of a receiver or not a receiver, a, a silencer, right. you're in possession of a silencer. Correct. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, um, you know, so it, some of us have constructive, uh, ha, uh, have all the things necessary to make a Molotov cocktail. I mean, mm -hmm. on, in our house, this is my point on Molotov cocktails. 
yet um, nobody's going to re- realistically advocate for you know banning these these precursor items. Right. Yeah. So so uh, your your in my in my opinion and GOA's opinion is you are um, you know you're selling a, a something that's not a firearm and it has to be completed and it has to be made into a firearm. Right. And we've had the right to make that ever since we've had America. Any, you can make your own firearm. Right. And and the fact that criminals are going to misuse that process, by definition, they're always going to misuse mm-hmm. and they're always going to, they don't care about the NFA. Right. They're going to make a Molotov cocktail and toss it at somebody's house and burn another drug dealer's home down. Right. They don't care. Right. Do you think they're going to file an ATF Form 1? Right. If they can't get a polymer 80 kit, they're going to be doing something else. They're going to they're yeah, going to buy it on the it. black market. They're, they're going right. to steal they're going it, to steal which is it. what they do. Uh, you know, in Josh Shapiro's own numbers, I believe it was Josh Shapiro. It was one. It was during his press conference. Somebody put out the statistic that there were five thousand crime guns picked up in Philadelphia. I believe it was 2019, and that same year we picked up 99 ghost guns. And then they go on about ghost guns. Well, that's less than two percent. Uh, and there's five four thousand nine hundred and one other issues that you have. So there's crime. Right. There's there's heavy right. crime in these cities that have restrictions. Uh, more restrictions don't make things more illegal. Murder is illegal whether you strangle somebody or shoot them or whatever it is. Uh, it can't be any more illegaler. I, I don't know what these these new potential feel good things are going to do. Uh, to curb any crime. They're, they're not. I mean, politicians should not be in the business of making more laws. They should be in the business of, of repealing laws that are nonsense uh, and and letting Americans go about their, their daily business and getting out of the way. Um, we, we've allowed them to have too much power, and they only govern for a select few. Uh, what, you know, when was the last time that our, our attorney general or governor uh, helped us on, on the gun side? I, I mean... I'm not aware of any. Um, no, it's, no, a, it's, actually, a, it's an right. established right. I mean, it's written on paper in our constitution that we have the ability to own without question. Um, right, and that's not and the that's case DOA's right position. Yeah, that's our position, yeah. and that's why we don't we don't compromise on this. And, right, um, and and you you've you've explained that you you have you're going to have a, a process in place when you when you bring the P80 kits back for sale. So is it, is the, the next time they're going to be available for sale will be at the following gun show after Morgantown? We're, yeah, we're not sure. We're not sure when. Oh, you okay. Yeah. We haven't established that yet. So. Okay. All right. Um, well, I just, I, we've gone on for about half an hour and, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you had an opportunity to, to talk to us here at, at Pennsylvania Reloaded, you know, in Pennsylvania GOA, um, you know, to, to, I know you've done other shows with other people, but I wanted to get you on our show, uh, just to, you know, just to have you give your side of the story. And, and, and I, I also wanted to let people know what GOA has done, you know, sure. um, this week, you know, in terms of, you know, we kicked, we kicked it into high gear because in our experience has been, and I'll say it again, I'm, re- I know I'm repeating myself, but repetition is the key to learning. Yeah. It, you know, it's it's that w- when we see these types of preemptive surrenders happen, there's blood in the water and the sharks come. So we have to be extremely aggr- even more aggressive than we would normally, uh, other you know, because we have seen the f- the forces at work to push anti-gun bills. For give me an example, after the El, Pas- El Paso and Dayton shootings in 2019, uh, we had hearings in the Senate Judiciary Committee. 
Um, those, you know, we have promises that no gun control would be brought up for a vote, but yet something bad happens, and uh, and then now the pressure is to move something, and, and and so this is the same thing, and it's and, and the quote unquote bad thing that's happening here is not the necessarily just the recovery of P80 kits in in um, in Philadelphia neighborhoods that are used in crimes. That's really not what's going right. to push make this thing push. What's going to push it is the fact. That um, you have an AG out there who's making it, you know, his uh, grandstanding for running for governor is using that fact mm -hmm. and then latching on to the, the fact that uh, the, an aspect of the gun rights community has endorsed this action. That is that type of preemptive surrender is what really moves these kinds of bills, you know. So that's why we have to, you know, we, we, we teach grassroots activism training and and we talk about incrementalism and the salami technique and how the left always slices our rights a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. And uh, the conservative mindset is, um, you know, if we just give up a little, mm -hmm. they'll, go, they'll go away. Yeah. You know, they'll, be, they'll just won't be there. You know, and it's yeah. like, no, they'll be yeah. back. Yeah. Right. And it's like, and so they're, they're coming back and they, yeah. they start like that. And, and, and so that's, that's what we teach is like, you know, and um, we want to do the same thing. We want to incrementally move the pendulum in the direction of the restoration of our God-given rights to keep and bear arms without keeping bear arms without restriction, and so we need to apply those same techniques. Let's keep slicing it in that in our direction because we have so much ground to recapture. Right. Right. Do you have anything that you would like to share with people? You know. Re, you know regarding you know your business um, uh, or uh, you know just. The sales it shows, whatever it might be, it's an open mic for you. What would you like to say? Yeah, I just, I just want to thank everybody that that supports us um, and supports our movement uh, and and supports freedom. That's that's what we're here trying to do is is maximum freedom. So um, we've gotten messages and phone calls and emails and texts and Instagram messages all, all all week and into this week with support for us. So uh, I just I just want to thank everybody for that. Um, it's just been it's been great the outpouring of of uh, patriots that have uh, you know stepped up to to let us know that that they're out there supporting us. So we we really really appreciate that. So, well, well, thank you very much, Jordan. We really appreciate the time you took to be on our show tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Val, and thanks you know for the GOA for everything you guys have done and are going to continue to do. All right, you're welcome. Remember. You can find this podcast on gunowners.org slash Pennsylvania Reloaded. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to shows. Be sure to sign up for our email list at pennsylvania.gunowners.org and follow us on Facebook and MeWe. My Twitter handle is PAGunLobbyist. Make sure to share this podcast with your pro-gun family and friends. And as always, stand up for your rights and stand fast. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Pennsylvania Reloaded with Dr. Val Finnell. As a state chapter of the only no-compromise gun lobby in Washington, GOA Pennsylvania exists to protect your God-given right to keep and bear arms. To get involved in the fight for our Second Amendment, visit pennsylvania.gunowners.org.